Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, March 1st. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Louisiana Tech yesterday officially introduced incoming AD Ryan Ivey, who talked about his experience operating at athletic departments without the resources some bigger and wealthier universities enjoy. Just throwing money at a problem has not been a luxury I have had and I know it won't be one I have here either. I have learned to work in and with margins and have had success along the way. It doesn't mean we always got it right, but we took calculated risks that led to broad-based success. I recognize that this is a unique and challenging time in college athletics, especially for institutions like ours. We're constantly striving to maintain and enhance our position within the college athletics ecosystem. I fully come into this position with eyes wide open knowing that we have some inherent, built-in challenges. However, I will not stand by and just accept that we can't have success. We have the ability, opportunity, and responsibility to dream big, bold dreams and we must not settle for anything less. Now is the time to raise the bar for Louisiana Tech Athletics. Ivy went on to remark that if Tech continues to wait for the right time, it may be too late. Our enterprise is not perfect. We've got challenges and we've got problems. You could almost say college athletics has gotten itself drunk and high at the same time. We don't know which way is up or down most of the time. But ultimately, it's about investing in and creating opportunities for student-athletes. According to one college football playoff model that has been circulated to several college athletic administrators, the SEC and Big Ten would hold exclusive rights to the two first-round buys in a 14-team format, per Yahoo's Ross Dellinger, who reports the version, has not been finalized and is only being socialized before more exploratory work on the format. Dellinger also reports the seating and structure of the 14-team field is expected to operate similarly to the 12-team structure where the CFP selection committee's rankings would equate to seeds numbers 1 to 14. Pairings of the six first-round games would be made in the normal method, including the number 8 seed playing 9 and 7 versus 10, presumably at the home field of the better seed. Notre Dame, as an independent, would be guaranteed one of the three at-large spots if it finished in the top 14 of the CFP's rankings. However, administrators caution that the model could change. Commissioners are expected to meet virtually to dive deeper into the format over the next week. Washington State President Kirk Schultz during yesterday's introduction of new Pac-12 Commissioner Teresa Gould also spoke about the situation in Pullman, we're not likely to have the same revenue package coming in to support Cougar Athletics over the years that we enjoyed in the heyday of larger media packages in the Pac-12. We're going to have to make some adjustments in our budgets and what we pay and things like that. But we don't feel like we have to do those overnight. He also commented on the possibility of a breakaway from the NCAA, it's easy to throw hand grenades at the NCAA, but at the end of the day we need an organization that puts on championships and handles enforcement. Also from Schultz, at the end of the day, what's important for Washington State and our football program is access to the college football playoff. And if we have one of those magical special seasons and we win a lot of football games and are nationally ranked, I want to make sure I don't have to sit down with our players and coaches and say sorry. The latest version of the NCAA Division I Women's Basketball Committee's Top 16 has been revealed. Number 1 seeds include South Carolina, Ohio State, Stanford, and UCLA. Number 2 seeds are Virginia Tech, Texas, Iowa, and USC. Number 3 seeds are LSU, UConn, NC State and Oregon State. Number 4 seeds are Colorado, Indiana, Gonzaga and Oklahoma. Recruiting was the biggest driver of increased spending among athletic departments in FY23, 
according to Sportico's Daniel Libet and Lev Akabas, who note that cumulative recruiting line item growth, 24%, outpaced that of total athletic department expenditures, 13%, from 2021 to 22 to 2022 to 23. At least seven public Power 5 schools reported seven-figure spikes in their recruiting budgets from 2021 to 22 to 2022 to 23, while a number of smaller Group of 5 programs reported their recruiting costs at least doubling from FY22 to FY23. Football recruiting costs grew at an even faster rate, seeing a 32% increase year-over-year. The deregulation of the transfer market over the last few years is the biggest impetus for the uptick, according to athletic department officials who spoke to Sportico. LSU Associate AD and Chief Brand Officer Cody Worsham stating, there is a lot more last-minute travel. You are doing a private charter or buying an expensive ticket, rather than, scheduling, a planned-out trip. You are not looking at price, you are looking at immediacy. Meanwhile, Oklahoma Association AD for Strategic Communications Mike Houck says the Sooners' $900,000 increase in recruiting spending was due to trying to match the expenditures of soon-to-be SEC foes. As we looked at comparative data related to SEC football program recruiting expenditures, we found that we would need to invest more to compete with the top programs in this area. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, March 1. We'll see you back here this afternoon.